Come to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Applebee Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Robison, and you have arrived at another fantastic episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, the place where Northwest Arkansas comes to learn more about those business owners and professionals that are your neighbors, and they make living in Northwest Arkansas so, so good. Today, we have a wonderful guest. She is the she is the real estate empress in charge and, and, and responsible for Row Real Estate, Elizabeth Rowe here live in the studios of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Elizabeth, welcome to our show. Why don't you say hi to our guests and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, good morning. Um, my name is Elizabeth Rowe. Uh, I grew up in South Arkansas. I moved here in 2000 to attend the University of Arkansas to um, try to pursue a Bachelor of Science degree for biology. Go and, hogs. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, ended up selling real estate and um, really just planting my roots here. And I mean, what a what better place in Arkansas to live than Northwest Arkansas? Right. It's now, beautiful. Now, I believe it. I've only been here for you know, going on four years now. Can't wait till I'm saying that's 40 years. It's just <laughs> right. gorgeous up here, isn't it? Yes. I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, you didn't start in Northwest Arkansas. Your journey actually started in Arkadelphia, right? Yes, so that's great. tell us about Arca nothing or Arca do nothing. <laughs> Arca or, do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was life growing up in Arkadelphia? You know, on their water tower, it's so funny to talk about. South Arkansas and, and mention a water tower. Like that's, that's perfect for like a country Western it song, right? Me of that John Deere Green song, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Yeah, everybody loves Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, but on the water tower, you know, it, it says a, a great place to call home. And it, mm. it was, it was a great place to grow up and to, you know, really get to experience some of the wonderful things that the natural state has to offer, you know, being kind of at the bottom of the Washita mountains and getting to experience, you know, lake life, living mm -hmm. close to Lake de Grey, like Hamilton, and just, you know, really growing up in a, a great place to have a childhood, you yeah. know, but that's, that's kind of where the road ended for me. Okay. Yeah. Lake DeGray is beautiful. Now you have, is it Henderson State yeah, that's in uh, Arkadelphia? Henderson. And then they have a private uh, college, Washtenaw Baptist. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with Washtenaw Baptist yeah. as well. You looked past those two and came up to be a hog. I did. Actually, <laughs> funny story. Um, I, I'm the firstborn. So my mother was a little uh, well, she's a little nervous about letting me get too far from home. I'd wanted to originally go to Baylor and be a Baylor bear. Really? Yes. Okay. And she was just like, it's not happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a, a four hour drive was about as far as she would let me go. That's and so, right. um, I chose to be a hog. This was actually the only place that I had applied to, to go to school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if you realize that, but that's just a sign that your mama loves you, right? Like, <laughs> like she's not going to let I you go to Oklahoma. Now, yeah, right? absolutely. After having kids, I realized Hindsight's that that's always 2020, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So tell us about some experiences being an Arkansas Razorback and then moving into establishing your real yeah, estate career. Yeah, sure. I, I really enjoyed my freshman experience, you know, okay. coming from a small town, Fayetteville. It's funny to say now, but 
coming to Fayetteville, I just thought, wow, this is this is the big city, oh, you yeah. know, like yeah. <laughs> driving down college. I just thought I'm never going to be able to figure this out. All you right. know, it was, it was really pretty overwhelming coming from such a small town. But um, something that I love about Fayetteville and about Northwest Arkansas is just how um, accommodating and nice people are. And people are just so great at making you feel right at home that mm. it was an easy transition for me. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know about you, but when I first moved up to Northwest Arkansas, the one thing I realized, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job getting around when I no longer need my GPS. Right. right? And so yeah. my yeah. GPS was was what got me. Oh, it was MapQuest for me. Come on. I was printing off directions. <laughs> I'm telling my age, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I was printing off MapQuest directions too, but I wasn't going to say it on podcast. So. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us about um, uh, real estate, how you got involved in real estate. Yeah, sure. So um, people expect me to say, oh, you know, I have a background in business and, you know, I, all of these great and wonderful things. But in reality, you know, I had wanted to work for the CDC in Atlanta and oh my wow. goodness, I'm really glad that that didn't turn out. Yeah, right. Wow. But, um, you know, some of my favorite classes were organic chemistry and, you know, genetics and some things like that. And um, I had an opportunity to move off of campus and uh, live in a rental house with some girls and okay. um, called a, a realtor that was on the sign for this place that was for lease. And he came to show me the property and was really just kind of like, you know, you really command attention when you speak and you wow. this and you that. And yeah. Have you ever thought about a career in real estate? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I thought he was out of his mind. I didn't know he was recruiting me at the oh, time. Right. So, so he wasn't pulling you in with this pitch. You thought there, maybe there was something. I, yeah. You know, I really, I knew that it was an opportunity to, you know, it was a job and it was a job outside of a job that I had thought that I had always wanted. And mm -hmm. um, I just told him, politely, you know, no, no, thanks. I've, I'm really on this path. You know, I was really dead set to, you know, achieve this goal. Yeah. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, he said, um, what do you do in the summer? You know, maybe you just want a summer job, hmm. you know, answering phones at our firm. We don't have anything full time, you know, long term, mm -hmm. but just come in for the summer and, and answer phones for us. And I thought, well, I'm not doing anything else. And, you know, I could use a little extra walking around change. So, mm -hmm. um, I went to work for this real estate company, uh, just a local, um, company here in town. And man, I just, I loved it. I got to see people walking in and out of the door just That's with so big cool. smiles on their face. Yeah. You know, when they would call in, they were excited. And I remember, um, the same agent that had asked me to come to their company had, uh, had just had a closing and the, these buyers had just had a baby and they were so excited about, you know, this new phase of their life, mm -hmm. you know, getting to bring their baby home home to this new home and they were going to make this family, you know, and it was just, it was really beautiful to see. And I remember just how amazing it was to watch them walk out the door and the agent came over to me and he slid his, his commission check across the table. And I looked at it with my little 20 year old eyes and I was just like, that's a lot of zeros, yeah. you know, and I, I just, I'd never seen, especially coming from South Arkansas, I'd right. never seen money like that. And I said, wait a minute. I said, so you got to help change these people's lives. Like that was really powerful for me to wow. really see someone improve and impact somebody's life like yeah. that. You you get to do this. It's competitive. And how many zeros were on that check? Wow. You know? And he said, no, babe. He said, listen, it's a lot of hard work. I know I made it look super easy, but that's the job is to make it look 
easy. You know, you want your clients to walk out and not feel like, oh, this was the most stressful experience. You know, Mm -hmm. you want them to see just the fine grains of sand at the end and, Mm -hmm. and really feel like, man, that was easy. So, um, yeah, that was, that was my beginning of, of real estate. That's so cool, man. I love it that your story actually talks about someone who saw somebody else, saw potential in someone else yes. and then said, Hey, come here. I've got something to show. Right. You. That's pretty yes, cool. Yes. So talk about your development during your real estate career. Um, you become a realtor, but then as we were discussing before we started taping, nobody really tells you how to find clients. No yeah. one really tells you how to go out and find business. So right. how did you develop uh, into the real estate empress that you are today? Yes. You know, a lot of people think that they'll go to real estate and learn the the craft, learn the trade, right? Really all that real estate school teaches you is how to not harm the public, you Mm. know, do no harm kind of a thing, right? Yeah. They don't teach you how to go out and develop relationships and, you know, all of the different tools that are available to be able to build a business. And, and I was just, I, I was just so fortunate. You know, I, um, I met some people at a firm, um, that was hiring real estate agents and I came in and met with the principal broker and she said, well, you know, I'd love it if you would come in and actually office out of my office and let me teach you the back end of the business. Let Mm. me show you, you know, what it means to be diplomatic in this and and how to smooth the concrete and really just learn the fundamentals of working with people in the public, you know, and um, through that experience and then just some of the other just most amazing mentors um, that, you know, some girl from South Arkansas could have ever asked yeah. for, you know, that's really what I attribute my success to and just my development. Like I said, you know, I was, I was in college. I was, I wasn't even old enough to drink, you know, right. I, was, <laughs> I was just a baby. So, you know, they really taught me a lot about not just real estate, but, you know, how to be an amazing person, how to really, you know, cultivate relationships. And, um, you know, the philosophy was if we all work together, you know, we have more fun and make more money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was just this, a real, um, team oriented mentality of, you know, you're my competitor, but I'm going to help you, you know, and and this is what it looks like. So very fortunate to just have had amazing mentors. Is that a theme that's ran consistent through row real estate as well? Absolutely. You know, really that's why I wanted to create a company, um, was I wanted to be a good steward of all the things that had been given to me. You know, I felt so fortunate and just really, you know, people say, oh, you're so, you're just lucky. You're just lucky. And they don't see the hard work. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I can really point to in my career and in my life that I can say, I was really lucky, yeah. you know, is that I was in line with amazing mentors, oh, you know, that so I just good. had been given so much good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that was something that I really wanted to um, be a good steward of and give back to other people, to other agents and yeah. really to just help them like I'd been helped and, you know, give a little bit of luck to yeah. some of those agents. Yeah, That's great. I know one of the things we consistently talk about from guest to guest is just investing in other people, whether it's through being a mentor or uh, just giving your your time mm. to to people who need uh, someone to bounce ideas off of yeah. or something like that. Um, since that's in you, obviously, because you're just smiling from <laughs> ear to ear as you're talking about that. Um, what are some other examples of how you've impacted and improved the lives of others through your work in real estate? Oh man, there's there's been a lot of opportunities that have really been you know equally blessed to you know it's like I'll impact and improve the lives of other people. But I feel like there's such reciprocity there, Mm -hmm. you know, that I get to take home more than just a check, more than just a relationship, but, you know, just a good shot in the arm to remember why 
I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, one of the more recent ones was um, there was this lady. um, Can I say her name on air? Absolutely. Her name was Oda. And Oda was a 95-year-old woman who had escaped Nazi Germany. Wow. And um, she had lived in Fayetteville for a very, very long time. And um, at 95 years old, she said, well, you know, I... I, I drive myself to the grocery store and, you know, she was still getting around and, and doing a lot of really wonderful things. And I was thankful for her mobility and, and things like that. But she just said, it's getting to where I'm starting to think that maybe I should be closer to family. Wow. And so she had a son in Mountain Home and um, she, there was a house for sale just down the street from from his. And this was a time when the market was still moving really mm-hmm. fast, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I just I really made it my mission to make sure that I could get Oda every penny that I could get her, mm-hmm. you know, because at, at that point in time, she's living on a fixed income and, you know, she's wow. making this move and man, she just really put her trust in me mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, I was going to put her in a position that was going to allow her to live the remainder of her life in a way that she wanted under her circumstances. Wow. You know, she didn't want to be forced to move. She didn't want you know, to have something bad happen. She wanted to make the choices herself. And mm-hmm. this was her choice. So and she had chosen me to help her get there. And um, everything from marketing the property to showing it, to getting it under contract, you know, all the things that are pretty standard, but really where I found the most gratification was in, you know, helping arrange the movers to come to really just tell her that all that she was going to have to worry about mm-hmm. was getting from Fayetteville to Mountain Home. That's so great. That's so great. You told another story that I just, I think needs to be told about the emergency contact. Oh, yeah. I love that because I know that was a substantial help to parents who were worried. Share that story for our listeners as well. Sure, sure. So this was pretty early on in my career. And I think that the reason I told you this story is because it, it really stands out for me as a, a cornerstone in my mm-hmm. career of, wow, what I'm doing really is making a difference. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, it's a, it's not just from contract to close, or it's not just, let me refer a, a uh, you know, the butcher, the baker, the candle, you know, whatever sure, you need. Yeah. I like to be the hub of my network, but don't leave out the candlestick. Maker. Uh, that's all right. Yes. Now. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so there was this lady and um, her and her husband were from Tupelo, Mississippi. And this was a time when um, Walmart was moving people in like crazy. Mm-hmm. They'd fly them in. They'd have a day and a half to look at property, find a house, get it under contract. And it was just go, 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 go. So I met this lady named Lisa Maiden. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, I loved her. She was this fiery, redheaded Southern woman with a thick accent. I loved her. She was great. And um, so, you know, I sold them their home and, you know, it was a great experience, so on and so forth. They had a five-year-old that was getting to ready to start kindergarten that fall. And um, I got a phone call from her and she, she'd she say in her accent, I'm going to really botch this, but she'd, okay. she'd say, Lizbeth. It wasn't Elizabeth, you know, which I was used to being from South Arkansas. Lizbeth, Lizbeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, she said, um, Hunter School, that was her her five-year-old, uh-huh. they keep calling me, need an emergency contact, mm. and uh, baby, I just don't know anybody here that I trust. <laughs> and um, she said, now, listen, she said, um, I just wanted to know. I just, I really don't know anybody here. I know you and I know that I can trust you. If anything were to ever happen to myself or to my husband, you know, or, you know, there was an emergency and somebody couldn't get a hold of us, can I put you down as my son's emergency contact? And I just thought, 
really me? And, you know, this was still yeah. when I was really young too, yeah. you know, and um, that was a time when I just really thought that, you know, it, it really was impacting the lives mm -hmm. of others, you know? Yeah. It really shows you yes. the role that you're playing in the absolutely. lives of other people. Um, Beyond the transaction. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's an incredible story. Now I know that when people think about realtors, sometimes they have some misconceptions uh, about what a realtor is or, or, you know, a realtor is just after my money or something like that. Right. right? Yes. So what are some common misconceptions that, that you've encountered and, um, you know, maybe ways that you've shown people the truth? Sure. Sure. So, um, I had, um, a relationship with someone one time that, uh, I remember he would say things like, Wow, why are you so tired? Why are you so exhausted? <laughs> all you do is drive around and talk on the phone all day. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. Yeah. And so it's easy even for the people that are close to us sometimes to see what we do and they just might think and you know something else that I've heard a, a common phrase is you know having a real estate license is a license to steal. Yeah. You know because I think that if we do a really great job for somebody, you know like I was mentioning where you know it's kind of like you've got all the sediment that you're, you know, sifting through sure. and, and the client just sees the real fine grains mm -hmm. of sand. When that's what happens, it means you did a really good job. Yeah. So it's like, on one hand, it's a compliment it's for people to say, oh, you're just, anybody can find a house and buy a house and, you know, whatever. But yeah. if you're really doing a good job, you're making it look seamless. You know, you're not complaining. You're putting the fires out. You're doing the things that really keep the client from having to see all of that or worry about all of that. And all they see is like, Oh, well we, we bought a house and it was great. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And people who are great in their profession make it look easy. Absolutely. Right? That's right. And, and that's, that's the job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good. Right. Good. Um, yeah. So, so then how do you tell the good guys from the bad guys Man, in your industry? It's difficult. A lot of times I think about, um, do you know what a spaghetti Western is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like the old black and white, uh -huh. you know, Hollywood, uh, or actually they're not filmed in Hollywood. That's why they're spaghetti Westerns, right. but that's a whole nother podcast. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, we'll get that in the books that's before right. you leave today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you always know when you're watching these films, who the good guys are and who the bad guys are mm -hmm. based on what color their hats were. Right. Yeah. You know, the good guys wore white hats mm -hmm. and, what color did the bad guys wear? It's always black it's hats. Always black hats, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in real estate, just like in life, it's hard to know who the good people are and who the bad people True. are. You know, in in careers, in you know friendships, and you know you've really got to get to know someone mm -hmm. to be able to know who's good at what they do and who's not. And that's really why I think that the power of a referral is really, you know, the most important thing in picking a, a good real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Is you know they. People want to know two things before they work with you. They want to know, are you good at what you do? And do you care about me? Can I trust you? Right? Yeah. Can I trust you? And are you good at what you do? And the best way to find those people is, is either A, through an experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to get to see it firsthand. But second to that, it's it's through the power of a referral. You know, mm -hmm. if, if I needed, if I moved here and needed my hair done, you know, I'm not going to look it up in the what we used to call the phone book, right? Um, there yeah, I am telling my age again, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, you know, even just Google reviews, I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to find someone that's got beautiful hair and say, hey, you know, who does your hair? Yeah. And, um, and that's how I think that we really identify 
and differentiate who the good agents are and who the bad ones are. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about your team of agents because yeah. you you started your own business, yes. right? Yes. Row Real Estate, mm-hmm. and you oversee twenty five agents yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. So that's congratulations. Hey, that's thanks. an incredible milestone yes. that you've already achieved there. Um, can you share maybe a success story of of when you have mentored one of your agents or more than one, uh, just to give them an idea of you know what they should be doing and what type of service they should be offering a customer. Yeah, you know, it's something that we really, we work on a, on a regular basis. Um, we have weekly meetings where we talk about, um, you know, what kind of things that the public expects, what kind of things our laws require of us, fiduciary duty. You know, mm-hmm. I could go on with all the, you know, the, the boring stuff sure. really, right? Um, but, you know, not just in my agency am I doing this, but, you know, I also, I, I facilitate, you know, a group of people that meet once a month, other agents that really just mastermind and talk about how to do business by referral, how to create trust, how to create competency, how to just be a better agent for mm-hmm. people, you know, how to be valuable to people. And so um, I really, it, it goes back to what I said in the beginning, you know, with the mentor saying, if we all work together, we have more fun and make more money. Yeah. So I really believe that, you know, that that even goes beyond my company, yeah. you know, that goes beyond my 25 agents, because really, if someone has a great experience with us, I mean, that's that's wonderful. And that's what we want. But if they also have a poor experience with another agent that's outside of our company, they can still kind of lump us in as sure. a whole, right? Oh, yeah. So You're still one of those real estate. People. Absolutely. So in, you know, in the pursuit of really trying to change the way the general public looks at real estate and the professionals within it, you know, I, I really feel called to, you know, help improve that amongst mm-hmm. the public and to really just, you know, we're all in this together, mm-hmm. you know, and not to mention if, if you're a better agent and I have a transaction with you and you're a better agent I know that my client's going to have a better experience because our experience is going to be better together. Now you used an interesting term there in the word calling, Mm. which, you know, we've discussed earlier that sometimes that can be a little overused, but in my conversation with you, I truly sense that, that this is a calling for you, a life's purpose. Mm. Um, what does it feel like to be operating in the space of your purpose and what you were supposed to do? Sure. Well, and I want to back up here just a little bit, but you know, I've always felt that my calling was to be a mother, mm. you know, I, I, I always, you yeah. know, and I have two amazing little boys, age nine and five. What are and, their names? If you're comfortable. Um, William and Eli. Okay. Yes. And they are the light of my life. Strong I mean, names. Yes. Great. Now I will say, you know, everybody thinks their kid is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that my kids are amazing and, you know, all of these things. But in actuality, they are feral street cats. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't see you going there. Okay. <laughs> they really are. And um, and they keep me on my toes and we have a lot of fun. And it's just, it's, um, it's, it's very tiring, you know. Sure. But, you know, I really feel like in order for me to pursue that to be a great mother you know it requires me to have a job a career a lifestyle that provides opportunities mm. that is then transferable to them right mm-hmm. and i think that real estate and this is something that we talk about in a lot of our coaching sessions with our agents is you know at the end of your life your tombstone's not going to say sold 573 million dollars worth of real estate Truth. like who cares right. Right? right who cares it's about the legacy that you leave mm-hmm. with the people that you love and i think that real estate is a great segue to be able to accomplish those things. So, 
yes, I do feel like I'm fulfilling my life's purpose, but even more so in regards to my personal goals of, you know, just being an amazing mother and a partner and, you know, just those, those kinds of things that really, um, you know, when you go home, when you take off the realtor hat, right. Just to be able to, to love on, on your people and just to show them, you know, how much they mean to you and, and that sort of thing. That's so good. That's so good. So, uh, as I said, in a former life, I was a high school principal. Yeah. I had 30 teachers under me. And oh, so I know yeah. what it's like to keep 30 teachers borderline happy. What's it like keeping 25 <laughs> realtors that you're the team leader? Do you of? remember me referring to the feral cats? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So have you seen the video on YouTube of herding cats? If not, you need to look it up later. Was that, was that a Super Bowl commercial one it time? It was. Yes, yes, I do remember with this. With all the cowboys yes. and cats. That's exactly yes, what it's that like it to is. lead the team. Absolutely. 100%. Right? 100%. I, you know? I think one of the lines from the commercial is even that there's just nothing like the feeling of, of herding 200 feral cats. And, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and they're all scratched up and everything. <laughs> um, talk to us about what it's like to lead a group of realtors. Man, I love it. Awesome. I, I love the people in our organization. I really do. I love how div- diverse mm-hmm. our group is and how everyone there has different ideas of what their goals are. You know, when we talk about goals at Row Real Estate, it's not about, well, your goal was to sell $10 million worth of, or whatever, right? right? right. Because what I really want to know about people is what is it that you want to do with the with the money and experiences that you have, mm. right? You know, what really drives you? What, um, what are you looking forward to? How is this going to change your life? Mm. You know? And so I, I love that about our group is that, you know, everyone has a different reason for being there. Yeah. Right. And they've just found that their natural gifts and abilities lend themselves towards real estate, mm-hmm. you know, and they get to do this awesome, amazing thing with, great people mm-hmm. change their lives, which is a great shot in the arm for anybody. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 100%. You get to, you get to yeah, help people be really excited about their life and help them create a life um, amongst their homes or, you know, create a financial legacy for, you know, their children. And it's just, it's super rewarding to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Also a huge responsibility too, yes. as a business owner, right? It keeps you up at night. I, I bet. I was going to say, <laughs> how do you internalize that? Yes. How do you handle the the pressures that come with being who you are to so many other people? Oh, you know, I really think that the key is trying to find some balance in it, you know, really trying to make sure that I find ways to fill my tank and Mm to um, unplug sometimes. And that's, that's something that I'm still (laughs) working on. I work on daily on that. Right. That's a tough one. Right. Yes. Yes. But, um, you know, I think that that's, that's really the key. And I, I like how, you know, it's funny to me that, we have a, a self-help section in bookstores, right? It's mm-hmm. like, well, it's, isn't it self that got us in this position in the first place? You know, like, what is, that's is not it? the most credible <laughs> section we could be looking right, at, right? Right. Like, but, you know, I really, I really do think that, um, you know, it's not, I have a balanced life. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm balancing my life. You, you know, go. I'm balancing this idea of not either or. I mean, a lot of people, and you know, when I when I was in real estate before I had my family, I, I really believed that I could either work hard, mm-hmm. you know, 60, 80 hours a week during the recession, the big one, right? Yeah, the big one. I could either work hard 
or live the good life, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that um, this idea of both and was not attainable, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and that's what I craved. That's mm-hmm. what I desired. So I don't think that it's about, oh, I have a balanced life. It's balancing, you know, it's, yeah. it's constantly making, I mean, the, the track from earth to the moon is not a straight line. Truth. You know, it's micro adjustments along the way. I love so, that. Yeah. Wow. That's a great, great quote. Um, I was going to ask this later, but since we're already into the thick of this subject, in that balancing act, what are some things that you do to keep things balanced? So that, I mean, work-life balance, I know a lot of people say, hey, come to work for us. We offer work-life balance and and okay, great. But those are jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you and I are kind of in the business of building dreams, not right. only for ourselves, yes. but for others. So yes. in getting away from the job and getting back to the dream, what does it look like to keep that in balance? Oh, you know, I really, I work with a coaching company since 2006 out of California that Mm -hmm. has really helped a lot with that. And then also, um, there was this book in the self-help section. Yeah. Maybe they help. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's the they help section. I don't know. Yes. But um, it's called the 12-week year. And okay. um, I don't know if you've ever uh, looked at what the Iditarod is, but it's this. I know the Iditarod. You know, yes. ABC Y World of Sports there when I was you a go. kid. Yeah. 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 Back when we didn't have 86,000 channels to choose from. Right. right. But they looked at these sled dogs and in these races and they've said, okay, you know, at the end of these races, a lot of these dogs die right? They just run, 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 run. And at the end, everybody is just, you know, dead. Yeah. Right. And they've seen this in sports as well in like, you know, basketball, football. And they thought, how can we apply this to business also? So they started looking at the um, analytics behind this idea of run, rest, run, rest, Mm. repeat. Right. And so the idea is you run, 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 run for 12 weeks. And then you take a break, you know, wow. doing, doing two years of work yeah. in 90 days. Right. And right. what that does is it, it really helps you bring into focus what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Because if you have this annualized way of thinking, a lot of times we think, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to lose at the first of the year. We, we're like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And then we're like, oh, well, I'll start next Monday yeah. or I've got the whole year. Right. And so these goals get pushed farther back and we, we say yes to some of the things that we really should be saying no to. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the 12 week year is about, um, prioritizing things in a short period of time to where you feel urgency. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it really helps you say no to things that are not in line with your goals. That's so good. Right. And then, you know, in this um, idea of, you know, time blocking and and scheduling stuff like that is, you know, once a week I've got what is called a a breakout block, Mm -hmm. which is four hours on Friday where I do whatever I want. Nice. And by the way, that is not, Going to the grocery store, making sure that my kids have shoes. Not, Taking care of business. That's right? right. It's it's not for those kinds of things. It's truly like, um, for example, I love to hike. You know, I love to cool. camp. I love to fly fish. Yeah. Things like that. So um, it, sometimes it's just sitting on the couch by myself in silence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I really think that that's been a big key for me is to be able to kind of follow this idea of run, rest, repeat. Yeah. And um, to make sure to, to block. You know, I look forward to that. that time block. I bet. Yeah, I bet. No, Mm -hmm. I love it. And I'm thinking there's something in the stars because the guest we had on yesterday on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio highlighted the 12 week year. Really? Yeah. And so when you brought that up, I went ahead and wrote it down. I did write it down (laughs) yesterday. So there's got to be something to it. If two Mm -hmm. powerful women in business in Northwest Arkansas are saying, hey, this book did something. Yes. And so love that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, So 
as a responsibility as a leader of 25 realtors, I'm sure you have to stay on top of the latest trends and developments in real estate. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? What are some tools that you use? Maybe, you know, a lot of people, they can read articles or they can, you know, see a YouTube video or, you know, um, these days TikTok about the next fastest, greatest thing, mm -hmm. right? You know, this pill that you take once a day will make you lose <laughs> 457 pounds, right? It's, it's I just always love like... the voices that you've shared <laughs> since we've been on the air. Like, I think if nothing else, we need a reel for your 25 members of your team just so that they can press play on all of the funny Elizabeth voices. They, they, would, they would just be like, that checks. Yeah, I that checks. Yeah. Sure that I am doing... Yes, it's great. Right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm no, just, you're, you're you fine. You, I'm finding you so funny. So please go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it, we're sold a bundle of goods, yeah. you know, of uh, everything is easy and it's, um, it's fast and it's sexy. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea of just 12 easy payments yeah. of, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and really it's, yes. Do you need to stay up to date with technology? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, does it need to be everything that you're focusing on? No. Mm. Um, people really, have become so disconnected through entertainment, through mm -hmm. um, media, through social media, that we really are finding that people crave communication, mm. like close, Just kind close of going communication, back to the basics, breaking, kind of breaking bed, bread with people, you know, yeah. really um, being belly to belly. You know, I call it shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, yeah, really yeah. just out there. And I call it press and record and making friends. There you go. <laughs> right? so, yeah, yes. I totally get what you're talking yeah, about. Yes. Yeah. So I think that is there a, a, a big place for technology? Yes. You have to stay up on the times. Mm -hmm. Do I want to follow and have my agents follow every shiny object? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Let's bring it back to basics, you know. Yeah. And I really think that in the changing market that we're experiencing right now, um, you know, we're going from a time when a lot of. Uh, inexperienced agents really felt like selling real estate was just putting a sign in the yard and then cashing a check, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And, um, and that's just, that's so gross to me. Yeah. You know, it's so gross to me. So, um, I really, yeah, you mentioned something called commission breath. Yeah. Well, what is commission breath yes. for our listeners? Cause okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> not only, uh, just, just to give our, to cue up our listeners here, not only is commission breath something that I think you can get through real estate, but no matter what you sell, if yes. you are, if you're receiving some type of commission, mm -hmm. you're in danger of commission breath. Absolutely. So please share with Man, our it's, listeners it's, what that is. It's gross and you don't want it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I can say. Nobody wants that. So commission breath is, the idea of it of something similar to just bad breath, right? Mm. If you are transactional focused, if you're just money focused, if you're just, you know, trying to get that next commission, yeah. you know, and that's all. Yes, I like food with my meals too. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we all we all have bills to pay, right? I mean, yes, that's important. I'm not saying that the money is not important. We mm -hmm. all have to make a living, okay? But if all you're chasing is the dollars, mm -hmm. the commission, right? Mm -hmm. Man. People can smell that mm -hmm. and it stinks. It, it is like bad breath, that commission breath. People can smell it a mile away. And it's it's not the way to build a lasting business. You know, it's very transactional based. And, mm -hmm. and you know, in real estate, we really want to um, work with people that are going to refer us to all their friends and family and that they don't feel like you have their best interests at heart. They can see that coming. Mm, without a doubt. Yeah. So. I'm thinking that there's probably some listeners out there that say, wow, I want to be Elizabeth Rowe when I grow oh, up. Oh, man. How, what advice 
would you give someone that is looking at maybe they're at the beginning of their real estate career? I know a handful of these people who um, they're because we live in such interesting times right now, they're having trouble uh, finding showings and clients mm -hmm. and all this other stuff and, and mm -hmm. they're struggling. So I know they're going to be waiting with bated breath for this. How, what's the prescription of success? What advice yeah. would you give all that good stuff? Yeah. I'll give you three things here. Okay. Okay. Um, in order, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Number one is get a coach. Mm, so, you know, cool. listen, I mean, hands down, change my business. In 2006, when I started working with a coaching company, it really revolutionized the way I looked at my business. It made my job at the time a career. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really, um, I, I guess a better way to put it and just to be more frank is if Michael Jordan needed a coach, probably need a coach. Yo, totally. Right. right? Tiger Woods needed. Yeah. I, I probably needed a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have these sporting, um, franchises that are literally yes. miniature, large businesses. Absolutely. They all hire coaches. Yes. Now, Where, why do we think that we don't need one? <laughs> right. I, I, right. I feel like I'm on a soapbox yes. now, so I'm going to shut up and leave. Uh, so no. go ahead. <laughs> You're like, preach it. I yeah. man, I feel yeah. this so strongly. Yes. So I'm right in line. Yes. Now I understand that not everyone is in a position to be able to afford a coach. Sure. You know, when I got a coach, I didn't feel like I could afford a coach. Mm -hmm. But I also couldn't afford not to, sure. right? But I understand that people's circumstances are different. And I, I really think that if you're in a position that you can't afford a coach to help you with your business, I think that just finding good mentors mm -hmm. is so important. And, and I believe that in all five circles of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, you should have someone who encourages you. You know, it's it's the being the, the average of the five people that you spend your yeah. time with, right? Okay. And so I, I think that that's really important is, you know, if you can't afford a coach, find a great mentor. Absolutely. Find somebody to bring you along and to, to help you and, and to really, you know, look at that person and think, what makes them credible? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, what, what experiences have they had? Have they done? Do they have the time to invest in me? That yeah. kind of thing. So I think that that is key. Um, secondly, I think that any type of sales position, whether it's real estate or whether you're selling, whatever you're selling, it's a contact sport. Come on. Now. It's a contact sport. You've got to be out shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah. You know, I like to think about it as if I was running for mayor, right? Mm -hmm. If I was trying to collect votes, Y'all need to be out figuring out who are the people that would vote for me, right? Yeah. Like who are the people in real estate that are going to refer me business? Mm -hmm. You know, who believes in me? Mm -hmm. And then that's where I want to spend all of my time, energy and money, right? So a lot of people get into real estate and they just think, oh, I'm going to make all this money. Or they'll say to me, they come into the couch to interview to, you know, become an agent or whatever. And they I say, well, why do you want to get into real estate? It's one of the first questions I ask. And they'll say, well, I just, I want to set my own schedule. And I love watching HGTV. <laughs> I love showing houses and looking at houses and you know, flip or flop, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, but what I don't hear, you know, probably 80% of the people say is, man, I love just getting in front of people and learning about their lives and helping them. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not interested in, in doing the work mm -hmm. and making the contact, you know, it's, it's a contact sport. It's full contact relationship building. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and third, and, um, you know, this is equally as important, but I think that time blocking, time blocking mm -hmm. is huge. So you know, explain time blocking sure. because that's a concept that maybe some of our listeners haven't heard. Yeah. So the idea is, you know, whether you're taking your year, your month, your week, your day, 
whatever it is. And you put the big stuff and the most important stuff in first, Mm -hmm. right? You're making sure that those goals at that time with your family or the soccer game or the office meeting or the, you know, business development or Mm -hmm. the continuing education are the big blocks that get put in first. And I call them big rocks. Big blocks, the same thing. Yes. Right. right. So I think of a stream of water. What are the big Mm -hmm. rocks that have to be in place in order to keep things flowing? That's right. That's right. So really just, you know, looking at that and then being able to plan around it. And then um, for me, it's been a lot of spending two hours a day with a minimum of four days a week, you know, three weeks out of the month. Mm. eight months out of the year (laughs) to be able to win. Right. Okay. You know, it's not that we have to do it perfect every day, right? but I know that if I can spend at least two hours a day making contacts, writing handwritten personal notes Mm -hmm. to the people that I've, I've, you know, had a great experience with, or, you know, something exciting happened, you know, just loving on people. Mm -hmm. That's easy. Right. Right. Yeah. Just loving on people. So I think that, you know, just blocking that time for, I call it lead generation, right? Mm -hmm. Of just, you know, deepening relationships with people. And then I treat that like, just like it's an appointment where I'm going to show property or take a listing or or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it is my protected time, you know, and it's the same time, same place every day Mm. of every week. I'm going to steal that. That's really good good because I haven't done that yet. Yeah. That's great. And it it really helps you um, control your pipeline. It really, it keeps you from kind of riding this commission roller coaster because mm-hmm. what a lot of agents will do is they generate the activity. You know, it takes 90 days in real estate for you to see the results mm-hmm. of what you did 90 days ago, mm-hmm. right? So you're kind of riding this train and you're building this big momentum. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I have all these deals yeah. that are going right. And then you start working the deals, working the deals, and you forget what got you there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that was connecting with people, making the relationships, mm-hmm. investing your time, energy, and money in those people to show that, you know, hey, not just am I great at what I do, but I really care about yeah. you, you know? So, wow. yeah. So I think that that time blocking is is important and um, just really being able to use that as um, as an, appoint- an appointment with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just like you're going to make the income. Yeah. It's not making you income today, but it will 90 days yeah. from now. Wow. That's so good. I know another tip I, I like to do with time blocking is setting up that intentional reflection time. Oh, yes. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, I mm-hmm. try to have about 15 to 30 minutes to where I just sit and evaluate what That's went good. well, what I could yeah. do better. Yeah. Um, but I really love your suggestion about that two hours of mm-hmm. just relationship building. Right. And just focus. Yes. And then not being distracted by answering your phone, returning emails, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I don't mean to just throw a bunch of books out, but the energy clock, you know, mm-hmm. and just this idea of um, using your highest time when your energy is the highest to do the highest priority mm-hmm. that, that which takes the most amount of energy. So when I wake up in the morning and I am on, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wake up and I'm, I'm just like, I'm ready. Yep. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's you go. know? Yes. Yes. That needs to not be the time when I'm doing low energy activities, like mm-hmm. answering emails, returning phone calls, text messages, mm-hmm. right? right? I'm going to save that for when I'm a little bit lower and it requires less brain power. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Elizabeth, you have been a wealth of knowledge and just knowledge bombs dropping throughout this uh, whole episode. How would people find out more about you? Where would they find you on socials and all that good stuff? Yeah, so you know, the follow us on Facebook, yeah, yeah Instagram. In fact, we're um, we're currently uh, we're having a little contest for a few more days now. We're giving away 
um, a nice new kayak and wow. life jacket, you know, a bunch of like fun summertime stuff at the end yeah. of this month. And um, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, uh, give us a, a like and a follow yeah. and uh, share it with a friend. You'll be entered to win a, a, some really great I'm prizes. totally yeah. entering that yeah, today. Right? That's yeah. cool. I'm a little top heavy. <laughs> like, I so, want to win. You know, but my wife loves kayaking. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I think I'm going to stick to the inner tube. I don't know. But yeah. uh, no, great. That's outstanding. Yeah. So they can go online. They can mm -hmm. like, follow, and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Yeah. Are they searching Elizabeth Rowe Real Estate? Uh, just Rowe Real Estate. Rowe Real Estate. Yep. Okay. R-O-W-E. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, on behalf of the listeners of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, I've really enjoyed conducting mm. this interview. I know our audience is going to enjoy listening. Um, anything you want to say before we sign off today? Oh, man. I, 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 I put just, you on the spot. You did, I'm sorry. Didn't you? Yeah. I was like, that wasn't a question. That wasn't a question. No. Yeah. Well, I if, think if you want to learn more, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you drop me a message, something like that. Or if you say, what was that book again? Yeah. I'm sure you'll have some links and some things yeah. in, um, in the, the podcast episode, but, um, you know, I, I, I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it, it really comes down to is I love helping people. And if there's anything that I could do for anybody and, and I don't just mean if you may have a real estate need, mm -hmm. but you know, if, if you're struggling in your career, if yeah. you're looking for a change, if you know, your real estate career is not going the way that you want it and you just want some help or some guidance or a direction, yeah. man, I, I'd, I'd love nothing more than to help. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Well, folks, my name is Adam Robinson as host of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. I want to thank Elizabeth Rowe and Rowe Real Estate for the opportunity to get to know her and her business a little bit better. Uh, if you do have any questions about the books that were mentioned in the episode, just go to our show notes. We'll uh, we'll have links to those so that you can purchase those on Amazon and uh, make sure that we put Elizabeth's contact information and socials in that as well. So thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate today. it. Folks, thank you so much for your time listening today. And we will see you next time on another exciting episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.